Welcome to last night this morning. It is still technically morning, although I suppose it could be afternoon by the time this actually hits your earbuds. Uh, anyhow, it is draft day. Welcome to draft day and MLB Pro. We'll get into a little bit of that uh, later on because it was a very light schedule of games. Only about seven games actually played yesterday. It was travel day for most teams. So let's talk about a couple of other things. I want to introduce you to a new segment inspired by a couple of different people, right? Inspired by Drew Hastings last night for pointing out a weird statistic that I had not noticed. And then I'm going to rip the segment uh, again from a podcast I listened to. This will be called Better Know a Minor Leaguer. If I were to ask you who is leading all of baseball, professional and minor league, in home runs this year, I bet you could guess for 455,000 years and never come up with the name of the individual who is currently leading baseball in home runs by a pretty decent margin. The name of the person that you would be searching for would be 23-year-old left-hander drafted in the 10th round in the 2019 draft, Spencer Brickhouse, a first-base prospect for the Baltimore Orioles playing in the Carolina League, specifically for the Frederick Keys. Uh, I guess that is their entire team, the Frederick Keys Baseball. He currently, through 30 games, has hit 17 home runs. That leads everybody. And it leads everybody by a pretty decent margin, right? If you look at the majors, you were looking at 14 from Juan Espinosa in St. Louis. That probably also would not have been the person that you would have assumed, considering Juan Espinosa hit 24 home runs last year. Juan Espinosa has leading the major leagues at 14, 17 for Spencer Brickhouse. He is like nine above the next minor league player and almost matches entire total from last year. I don't know much about Spencer Brickhouse, honestly. I just it, it, you know, met the man yesterday, if you will. He is a spectacular defensive first baseman. He's already surpassed his war for 135 games played in Frederick Keys last year. Through 30 games this year, he's batting 355 with a 410 OBP, a 1.22 OPS, OPS plus of 233, 2.7 war earned, 17 home runs and 39 RBIs. He's only struck out 28 times. His rate is down significantly from last year. He's actually stolen two bases as well. I would assume Spencer Brickhouse, after the discovery of his performance last night, will be getting a call up to at least double A. He is 23. His age is there. He needs to get the call up, especially with the production being where it is. Anyway, that is better no minor leaguer. I had no idea who Spencer Brickhouse was. Cool name. Smashing the ball. Um, I'm into it. So let's talk draft, right? There was a mock draft released recently uh, by the anonymous GM. Go look through it. It's on the site if you haven't. So far today, with the two picks that have been placed, it is not gone to plan. The Tigers and the Braves both took third baseman. They both took high school third baseman. And Sawyer Robertson going first overall, who is a spectacular-looking prospect from Lubbock, Texas. The kid has very good potential with the bat. He is awesome defensively, which in speaking with the Detroit Tigers was a huge piece for them. I know they were going back and forth between Sawyer Robertson and a couple other third base prospects. who clearly was the position they decided on. There's a lot of good bats out there at third base. 
The difference between the two was that Sawyer Robertson was a spectacular plus-plus defender, and the other guys didn't really have the capability. There was no range there, right? And Sawyer Robertson could shift just to shortstop if they wanted him to, and maybe that's the plan. I like Sawyer Robertson. You know, I don't know that he was a clear-cut number one first overall pick. I don't know that anybody in this this draft was that person. So, um, you know, there, there have been multiple people come out and say that Sawyer Robertson is going to be a bust. A lot of scouts don't like him. OSA really does. I think that that's what you're going to look at here. Same thing with the second pick, which was uh, by the Atlanta Braves. And again, they went the exact same route. They went high school third baseman, Brady House. He is a local kid, Atlanta kid who the Braves see as an excellent offensive potential piece. Now, defensively, he is nothing like Sawyer Robertson, but the Braves have a very full infield. They were not looking for a college player that can contribute now. They wanted a person like House with excellent potential. They can take, you know, a five- to six-year approach with and bring him up by 2027 at some point. It's shocking to say that, but I think that's the plan. So we'll see how the rest of this draft plays out. You now have the Cubbies. Uh, the, who is it? it? It's the Red Sox, I believe, are up right now. Um, then you've got the Cubs coming up, and you've got the Royals and A's and the O's. You've got a bunch of teams coming through here. Um, we'll see how this goes. This is going to be an interesting draft. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that have been able to predict what is going to happen. Let's get into the games from last night. Tim James was a thing of beauty yesterday, tossing seven innings of one-run ball against the Angels, who have gone just 5-5 five and five over their last 10. Tim James is now three and three with a 2.93 ERA for the battling Astros, who improved to 20 and 15 as they tried desperately to keep pace with the Angels and the Mariners. The Mariners have taken over first place and are just a half game behind the Pirates for first uh, the best record of baseball. We'll get to that later. Fernando Tatis Jr. will be out two to three weeks with an ankle injury he suffered in the game. Uh, Houston apparently had already been planning for this. As L.A. or Bill, Bill La Morales and Julio Figueroa will man the infield, Justin Ellis will come up to back them up. Um, you know, uh, when necessary. But they didn't seem too broken up about the fact that Tatis will be out for a couple of weeks. Rangers beat the Giants 6-4 to in a game that featured 25 hits and 10 runs. James Capriellen gets his fifth win of the year as he goes seven innings and gives up three. Jonathan Lucroy continues to look very good behind the plate, marginalizing the JT Riamuto trade for Dave Graves. Dave Graves? Somebody Graves who went to Boston. Um, Riamuto still hitting about 100 uh, as you see, Jonathan Lucroy go three for four and drive in a pair again. He's hitting well above 300 on the year. Giants rookie Jake Mangum adds four hits to his impressive rookie campaign as well. As the Giants fall to 17 and 18 after fighting so hard to get back to 500. And the Rangers jump up to 16 and 21. Connor Pilkington outduels Drew Locke in what would be a familiar matchup in the American League East for years to come. You have to assume um, they're both spectacular young left-handed pitchers. Nick Senzel and Johnny Cook, both homer. Johnny Cooks was a leadoff home run, his ninth of the year. And the Orioles would give the, to take the lead. They wouldn't give it up. Steve Badger and Rod Cunningham swap rolls to the back end of this bullpen. As Badger grabs the, um, as Badger grabs the save. Orioles are now a half game ahead of Boston in the uh, AL East behind the Blue Jays. Angels are, or excuse me, the O's are 18-17 as the Sox have fallen to 500-18-18. and Diamondbacks score three runs in the final two innings to come back and beat the Marlins 7-5. to Jeremy Scott hits a one-out, two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth to lift the Diamondbacks to victory. Their seventh straight win. They are baseball's hottest team for sure. Pat Swain 
Pat Swain takes the loss. This dude is 0-6 on the year. After an 0-5 start in the rotation, uh, Ryan and the Marlins have shifted him to the bullpen to see if that works out. And just his second appearance out of the pen, he gives up a two-run shot to lose the game in the ninth as the team was as the game was tied. So he may need a uh, a replacement or a trip down to the minors. He was replaced in the rotation by one of the most interesting names in baseball, Peter Mackeracker. Mackeracker? I have no idea how to say that. Uh, but he's an awesome name. Marlins fall to 14 and 21. Arizona is impressive, and they move to 20 and 15 atop the National League West, along with the Rockies. Speaking of, if you were a fan of statistics, the Rockies Padres game may have been one of the more interesting games we've seen to date. The Padres win 12 11 in a game that featured 23 runs scored, 27 hits, five errors, four triples. Six home runs and 17 strikeouts. It is an absolute blast. Tink Jones was a single away from a, a potential cycle as the Padres moved to 16 and 20. And the Rockies fall to 20 and 15, as we mentioned, in a tie with the Diamondbacks. The baseball best Pittsburgh Pirates down the National League worst Cincinnati Reds 3 to 0. If y'all have not been paying attention to Tyler Glass now this year, he continues his otherworldly start. He is 3 and 0. As he goes seven shutout innings and strikes out 11, he is striking out 11 per nine and sporting a .36 ERA and a 1,184 ERA plus. I, I have no idea what to make of that. The next closest is Hunter Johnson at 342 ERA plus. So we're, we're looking at an 800-point differential here. I, again, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's a smaller sample size. Glasnow technically does not qualify on the leaderboard for ERA plus leaders, but my God, what 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 do you make of that? I don't know. Someone with a better baseball mind enough to tell me about that. Pittsburgh is now baseball's best, twenty three and eleven. That's right. The baseball's best record lives in the National League, not in the American League West. Cincinnati is now a National League worst, 12 and 21 is the worst record in baseball belongs to the White Sox at 11 wins and 23 losses in the American League. That's it, folks. Short day on the field. We get back at it with a full slate tonight, and we'll have plenty of draft picks to go through and probably a trade or two, I would assume, as well. I will see you all tomorrow.